What's up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, Tyreek Hill is headed to Miami. The trade materialized out of nowhere, but now Tua has his guy. We've got Bobby Wagner rumors, and Abe and I draft the NCAA tournament. The remaining 16, who has the best chance? Before discussing the NBA season, we're almost at the playoffs. Who are the contenders in the East, and what about in the West? And of course, we check in with Eagleson, who talks hockey, but also about the Dolphins' big day. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Let's get Ravens it. select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Rave. He's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Setterman. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Mm, I'm uh, I'm not that happy today. I'm in a bit of a, a position of mourning right now. Uh, so with, I want to do it justice and give it the proper burial. Um, it is with great sadness today that we bury... Um, quite possibly one of the more spot-on takes this podcast has had in its history. Um, it's not something we wanted to do, but it's something that needs to happen. Um, so with that being said, rest in peace to the Kansas City Chiefs being the greatest team of all time. Please, please, please. I know it's a sad day. Hold your tears. We are here to honor them, not ruin everything good thing we had with them but it, it brings me great sadness to announce that <clears throat> no longer are the kansas city chiefs the greatest team ever assembled and uh you know it hurt earlier today when the news broke about uh cheetah tyreek hill to the dolphins can't wait to talk to eagleson about it um but you know what that's life you live and you die that's it people don't realize the second you're born you start dying and it's it's a harsh reality, and the greatest team ever was born, and it died, and it's dead. Kansas City Chiefs no longer the greatest team ever, unless unless they become the Kansas City Antonio Browns. In which case, would you rather have Antonio Brown in five picks or Tyree Kill? I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question. And to be clear for our listeners, maybe not the OGs, but the new Gs. The greatest team ever assembled never won a Super Bowl. Abe actually proclaimed them as the greatest team ever after they won that Super Bowl, and that's what he used for the last. Are we sure? Are we sure that's accurate? Positive. It was they won, and then you predicted them to go undefeated. Well, well, because Jack, you can't be the greatest team ever unless you win. For sure. So when you win, that's like it's like the NFL season leading up to when the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl against San Fran might I add you their only Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes um that was essentially the nine-month pregnancy and then the Super Bowl was and then their water broke in the conference championship when they came back um they had a few contractions like Deshaun Watson going up 24 and 3 against them and in Arrowhead um, but they got through the contractions and they ended up giving birth to a beautiful baby that was the greatest team ever which culminated in them defeating the cutest team of all time, the San Francisco 49ers from that year. So I don't think necessarily the best team ever has to win. Right. 
I think I'm just saying in order to after in order in order to be birthed and to be born, you have to win. So they did. Right. And it would be interesting to look and see who do you think wins in the cute cute Super Bowl between your Niners and my Bengals. I can't pick against that Bengals team, even though they are cute. They're like the cutie with the most swag I've right, ever they seen. They got hella swag. So, all right. Well, RIP to that greatest team ever. We'll see where Abe stakes his claim. I'm feeling Buffalo this year, maybe. Like Josh Allen and them boys had a really impressive performance last season. They should have gone. Maybe they add like Saquon at the deadline, and that that pushes them over the top for Abe. But we'll see. Mm. There will always be another team. I have, I have my. Uh... Listen, there's not going to be this year. There will not be the greatest team ever assembled, barring the Eagles draft Chris Olave. Um, but I, I think I know who my teams are going to be growing into this year. Okay. Well, don't give it all away now because we got five more months of podcasting to make those people wait. I want to give a quick thing on my mind. Ash Barty. Do you know who that is? I forgot I asked. Uh, yeah, former tennis great. Yes, she is the reigning Wimbledon champion. She's the number one tennis player in the world, and she's 25 years old, and she is retiring from professional tennis quite possibly. Oop, I just got an inside or text before we continue with this, uh, this uh, tennis shit. Look out for... Sorry. Look out for the Chiefs and Packers to target DK or Tyler Lockett. Or Devontae Parker as a backup plan. Just saying. Just got an insider text. Okay. Appreciate it. If you want to source that, feel free. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, get... if you were to source if you were to source this, hold up. If you were can to I, source Can we this... give Asher flowers, then we get into the football stuff? Just let me just two okay. two moments. Okay. Two All moments. Right. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Retires at the top of her game. Top of the world, quite literally. And I think I looked up her career earnings. $25 million. $25 million. Not because I'm Darren Rovell, just because I was interested. Did she make enough? And look, she'll have money after as a career as an announcer, and this isn't the end of her earnings. But was this enough for her to pretty much say, I'm leaving $20 million more million on the table, but that's okay. I have enough. And so I think what she found was like, tennis wasn't making her happy. She gets to retire at the top. I think it's amazing. Like, I think it is awesome. I don't, yeah, I don't understand why tennis is one thing, but I don't understand why this is more of a common theme in the NFL. Like, because of it's such a dangerous sport. Like Aaron like, Donald. You have to, like, you may, you're a top player in your position and you play, even if you're a quarterback on a rookie contract and you're the first, you're good. I think you get like $37 million on your rookie contract <laughs> right. if you're a quarterback with a top pick. I'm surprised with how dangerous football is as a sport and how much of an emphasis they put on the whole CTE that we don't see this a lot more, a lot often in the NFL. Me being a, a bag chaser that I am, I could love the game all I want. You'd, you'd, I love, you'd be Udonis has the bag more. Just putting on the clothes, getting paid a mil and a half every year until you're 40 now. Warm-ups, warm-up guy. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need to, listen, if you asked me if I wanted to be, let's say... Baker Mayfield, for reasons other than Baker Mayfield with uh, a good head on his shoulders, we'll say, where he gets $37 million, first four years in the NFL. Would I rather be Baker Mayfield and make $37 million in four years by starting and having to play? Or would I rather be Udonis Haslam and make a million a year for 15 years and I have to do something? I'd rather be Udonis Haslam. <laughs> what about Chase Daniel? 
he's started four football games in his life and he's made fifty million dollars. Yeah, like that's the that's the American Blue dream. State. <laughs> you ever watch Blue Mountain State growing yeah. up as a kid on Netflix? It's like that. What was his name? Alex. Uh, yeah. Moran. Yeah, Alex Moran. Something like yeah. that. Alex Moran. Yeah, that's like what he did, and then he got thrown into the game. He was like, "Oh shit, this is not what I signed up for." <laughs> not at all. He got. He reaped all the benefits of being a backup quarterback in college. Parties with the team, gets the girls, this, that. And then the moment comes, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. I did not sign up for this. I hold clipboards. <laughs> I rep these things. I don't do these things. So shout out Ash Barty. I think it's cool. And you know what? She could probably come back in two years if she's feeling different, I too. was going to say, Cap? I don't think so. Cap? But who knows? I don't know enough about Ash Barty to call her out on this Cap, whereas I would feel comfortable making this assumption about like well you did it for tom brady yeah didn't i say it was yeah but you call cap on a lot all right let's move to the nfl now uh should we source really quickly yeah so here's the thing so i get a text that look out for the chiefs and packers to be interested in dk metcalf the issue is the person who texted this might follow you that's okay but hey that's just your story yeah yeah you're their source i'm sorry is that not Um, a source all right sources sources tell me but yeah, the good thing about sourcing this is you have a plethora of options to be right. Oh my god. You have god. two players. No, no, no. You have three players and two teams. You just need one of them to to get. No, we don't even need that. I was going to go sources uh Packers and Packers and Chiefs. Chiefs have made phone calls to Seattle inquiring about Lockett and Metcalf. Like I don't think we need to go more than that. Well, you can throw in. I got a text about Devontae Parker being a backup. Player. Okay. I like that. I do like that. That's a good angle. And you can add another thing to the end of it to cover all your bases so you're not wrong, saying if this deal doesn't materialize, look for the Packers, Chiefs to be in the market for a receiver in the first round. Well, I like that as well. The only thing I like... You just need one addition to either of their teams by September, and you're right. Right, which will obviously inevitably happen. So, Abe, let me ask you that. We we don't want to get caught, right? That's the, that's the biggest issue. The Devontae Parker thing, they just... Eh, well, people tried to catch us with the hard no, no, shit. No. Well, failed that miserably. shit was true. So, I mean, <laughs> can't really catch you there. But the Devontae Parker thing... The Chiefs just traded with the Dolphins. He's on the Finns. So does that, like, how do we get around that? You know, like, he could have been involved in. Maybe Devontae gets cut. Right. Maybe we stay out of Devontae. Maybe Eagleson has a little insider info on Devontae and his situation. Okay, so I'm set. Are Are we sources colon or sources tell me? Sources tell me. Well, what's your thing? It's your thing, I think sources tell me the Packers and Chiefs. And Chiefs have inquired, have inquired with Seattle to Seattle. Sources tell me the Packers and Chiefs have inquired about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's availability. Night availability like. is clean. Lockett's availability. Uh, do we need something? Nothing. You can hedge being like, nothing has materialized yet, but conversations are ongoing. Mm. That's three power words right there. That's availability, materialized, and ongoing. Well, I don't want to necessarily say nothing has materialized, but just conversations are ongoing. Or like Seattle's listening. Like they they didn't not, Mm -hmm. you know, 
Seattle is yeah. Seattle is listening. Seattle is opening to, open to yeah is open to Seattle is open to dealing the receivers. However, it may be a steep asking price or something like that. Mm-hmm. Seattle is open. Has been open. Sorry, happened. Has been open to the moving on from the two star wide receivers. Has been open to moving to starting the rebuild. Has been open to starting their rebuild. Uh, but do we need a but? I don't even think we need to write a novel here, Jack. <laughs> well, all we have right now is sources tell me the Packers and Chiefs have inquired about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett's availability. Seattle has been open to starting their rebuild since Russ's departure. Because eh, I don't think obvious? starting a rebuild is the right word right. because the rebuild started when they traded Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, with a rebuild... Uh, what about just like Seattle is listening to their offers? Seattle is open to mm-hmm. listening to offers. Seattle is open to listening to offers. Seattle is open. For their Seattle star is open to having these conversations, but nothing is imminent. Perfect. Seattle is open That's to another listening power word, imminent. to offers for their star wide receivers, but nothing is. Are we sure imminent's a word? I know it's a word, but is this imminent? Yeah, it means like nothing's like happening like ASAP. You should ask me if imminence a word. No, but like in the right... Co- All right, here we go. Final tweet. Sources tell me the Packers and Chiefs have inquired about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett's availability. Seattle is open to listening to offers for their star wide receivers, but nothing is imminent. At this time. I was going to say at this time, but isn't that what imminent means? Nah, you're good. Imminent at this time. You sure? Also, do you want to do you want to throw an all caps breaking in front of it and then colon with the sources? Mm, not really my vibe. Like I don't want to be too od. But nothing is okay. imminent at this time. Feels repetitive. I think I'm just going. But nothing is imminent. Sources tell me the Packers right. and the Chiefs have inquired about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett's availability. Seattle's opening. Seattle is open to listening to offers for their star wide receivers, but nothing is imminent. All right. Okay. Maybe we add a tweet at the end of this podcast, like a thread, like. Um, if if Seattle's asking price is as is too high, look for Devonta, Kansas City, and look for Kansas City and Green Bay to be in the market for a wide receiver in the draft, potentially even trade up. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, speaking of other things that happen in football today that are making Seattle open to trades, Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, and. I, I feel like it's a little unfair. We're going to talk about this, and then we're going to talk with Eagleson about it, but that's exactly like... Well, why don't we bring, bring him, him in? now? Or should we just... Sh- okay. Or do you want to just shit on it now? I kind of wanted to shit him. He gathers okay. all his info, and then he comes back strong later. That's that's what I yeah. prefer. So, yeah, I, Tyreek Hill to the I Dolphins knew. for five draft picks, a uh, late first, second round pick, two-fourths, and a six-rounder. Oh, and on top of trading five draft picks. I just, got a, I just got a text from the source. Just saw the tweet. Great wording by him. <laughs> We're good. We're professionals at this. There we go. Um, oh, hold on. What? Actual breaking news. 
Uh, news at ESPN with Woj. There's cautious optimism that the New York City vaccine mandate keeping Kyrie Irving off the court and threatening for unvaccinated, threatening opening day for the Yankees and Mets could soon be amended to allow them play. I mean, this is the podcast. Cool. Don't care. It's kind of bullshit that like Woj and Passan just came at me. Like I put out one breaking thing and they come right at me. But whatever. It is what it is. If they traded five picks, whatever, only one first. It was essentially a second rounder. Oh, and then they got the privilege. They were so honored to be able to pay Tyree Mm -hmm. Kill $30 million per season, making him the 10th highest player in the league. Thoughts? The highest non-QB paid player in the NFL. Ever. Ever. This, I liken this move that the Dolphins made. First off, if you're a Dolphins fan, you're excited about this move. I'm actually very proud about Eagleson because he was a little hesitant to make the trade. And I feel like a proud father in that sense, but we'll discuss. But this is like putting a Band-Aid over a stab wound, right? It's like it's not going to help anything, but it makes it seem like it could help in the meantime. The only area that it will help the Dolphins in is the is their Madden rating, right? If you're a Dolphins fan, you're very excited to play with this team on Madden. But let me fill you in on a little something. Tyreek Hill is going from Patrick Mahomes to Tua Tagliva... Tua Tagliva-Oa, <laughs> QB, Alabama. <laughs> He's used to getting the ball overthrown and running to it. Now, I don't know what Tyreek Hill's three-cone drill was at the Combine. I'm going to have to look that up. But chances are I don't think he's going to be as successful chasing after a deep ball as he is chasing back on an underthrown ball, which is what he'll be getting in Miami. You've got Waddle. You've got uh, Tyreek. You've got Jacecki. You've got Chase Edmonds, Raheem Moster. I mean, Jack, this team had all the cap in the NFL. And did they spend it? Two running backs, a receiver. Wait, Abe, they paid Cedric Wilson too. (laughs) Cedric Wilson, Jasicki gets the franchise tag. They bring in Teron Armstead. I get it. I get it. But if you're a Dolphins fan and you think that this move is anything more than just the word cool, then you're out of touch with reality. You still have Tua at your quarterback. That's the biggest problem. You don't have an offensive line. You have Teron Armstead who could help. The defense is was the, one of the best in the second half of last year, but there's always regression on that, turnover regression, this, that. Um, and let's just – I'm not going to – I'm just going to say Tyreek Hill living in Miami, you connect the dots. That's all I'll say. I think, you know, the Tua slander is fair. He's – Hasn't been good. You can always... I'm trying to liken Tua to, like, who's this NBA comp that fans will continue to protect and pull, like, obscure statistics up until, like, the final... Like, until people finally realize he's not good. He could still be good. It's another new head coach. Russ. It's another... Right. Like, Russ to... No, but it's someone who's, like, kind of mid. Tua, yeah, he could be fine. If you want to look... If you don't... It's like Robert Covington. Somehow this guy keeps getting traded for first-round picks. If you want to not believe Abe and I when we say this doesn't move the needle, the beauty of life is gambling. And go check out the gambling odds 
The Dolphins' odds improved, so we'll give them credit. They probably improved a, a ridiculous amount based off the fact they got a wide receiver, not like even a star quarterback. They are plus 400 to win the division. Plus 400. The Bills are the favorites. Them and New England are tied to win the division. For more context, the Eagles have a better chance of winning their division. The Browns, Ravens, and Cincy have a better statistical chance of winning the division. Three teams in the NFC West have better odds than plus 400. So that's essentially saying, hey, the Dolphins are not actually improved to a to a I'm getting texts. We run the AFC. We're the best team in the AFC. If Tua clicks, who can beat us? I just go take your If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle, but she doesn't, so she's not. Go well, I think what what my point is here is Vegas calculates the probabilities of all these things, and there still is that outside chance that maybe it does click for Tua. It is year three. He's got a really good coach this year, we think. He's got the weapons. Hopefully they continue to build that O-line. But they calculate that stuff, and they project at the same odds that Kirk Cousins wins the Super Bowl as the Dolphins do. So just for context, I don't— Anytime you can get your name next to Kirk Cousins in Vegas, you got to make the you move. you got to make that you got to make the move. So I don't—and so there's two more arguments that we've heard. you got to use the cap space anyways— Yes, spend your cap, but I'd rather four quality players versus just one at the wide receiver position. And two, people say, well, you go all in. You go all in. That's when you're close. You aren't close. Mm -hmm. You're not close if you're Miami. It wasn't the time to do that. I actually think that being an NFL GM is an easier job than it is to be a weatherman. And being a weatherman is the easiest job on planet Earth. You never have to be right. right. You just have to be able it's to. Like being a, it's like being we a talk beat to, reporter, like myself, a source guy. Yeah, we talk. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta hit. You gotta hit a little bit as that. You don't gotta hit on the weather. It's like, sorry, it's in God's hands. Uh, you, this time you're leveraging sources, but it's like, it's pretty simple. And Jack, we talked about this earlier. The the Dolphins have it all twisted. You draft what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to draft the fast boys, Tyreek, Waddle. They were almost doing it right, and sign the big boys to the big money. They were on the exact right path. They lost a little bit of cap draft capital by trading up to get Waddle, um, but they had the weapons in place. They were starting to build a line with Armstead. Now, you need to hit on one or two like big boys later in the draft, but you need to... If you're spending $30 million on a player in one season, he has to involve the quarterback somehow. He's got to be the quarterback, he's got to protect the quarterback, or he's got to tackle the quarterback. That means O-line, D-line, quarterback. Other than that, no receiver in football should be getting paid that much money. I mean, Cooper Cup, by all means, the best wide receiver in football over the last two years, gets half of the money that Tyreek Hill is getting paid. And what does that leave the Rams able to do? That leaves the Rams able to fucking go get Bobby Wagner, potentially, which is bullshit in its own right. That gives them the opportunity to go trade for an OBJ, to go trade for a Von Miller, to extend Matthew Stafford, which, eh, window, we'll talk about it later. Um, But the Dolphins were, like, on the right track. They were right there. And then somebody said in in the hard rock executive C-level suite. Wait a second, guys. Aren't we the Dolphins? What are we doing here? 
Let's do some dumb shit. Cool. They trade for Tyreek Cool Hill. dumb shit, though. Cool dumb shit. Jersey, jersey sales, ticket sales, Madden ratings, swag, Instagrams. This is a LeBron move. This is a LeBron it's move. It's a play. For the Miami it's, for the it's Miami a play. Dolphins. And the final thing, um, Abe, is you mentioned Cooper Cup's contract. He's 15 mil a year. Diggs is 14 mil a year. And so Devontae is 28, and now Tyreek is 30. And what people will say is, well, it's going to continue to do that, right? Who's the, Justin Jefferson. He's obviously going to get the new top contract. Sure, but when you double up the original top contracts, that's where it's not. I, I don't, I, that's, where I, that's where I disagree with you, Jack. That's where I disagree with you. I think that going forward, this Tyreek Hill trade and Devont, not necessarily Devontae Adams, because I think that as a Raven, as a, as a Raiders fans, you can justify giving him that money a little bit more. What? No, you can't. Trading uh, cars. No, Abe, you want to know? Car is light years better than two. Yeah, yeah that's light fine. Years. But you want to know what what uh, these new wide receivers are, Abe? They're the new running back. I'm telling you, mm. I'm t- at 15 mil a year, at 17 mil a year short. Abe, at $30 million a year, you've now likened it to a star quarterback. I disagree, I'm Jack. You, I disagree. Abe, Think about it. I'm going to get ahead of it. Not, I'm telling you. Not everyone. Okay, that's fine. But the difference is not everybody that plays the wide receiver position can break away from the person defending them when they're running routes. Every single running back in the NFL can run through a hole when there's nobody there to tackle. That's the difference. You need to have someone that can that can break away from their defenders. For sure. But the thing for me, but the thing for me is and why I don't think that wide receivers are the new running backs and it's going to continue like this is I think that this is such a stupid move for the Miami Dolphins and it won't do shit that every GM around the league is now happy that they have to pay a wide receiver. Unless you get the receivers that are the which was clearly Tyreek Hill in this position. I don't give a fuck about winning. I just want to get a bag. In which case, you can find a dumb GM to give you that back well, in the NFL. However, once the Dolphins do falter and are picking in the top 12 at the end of this year, GMs that are paying, let's say the Vikings GM is paying Justin Jefferson, you can point to him and be like, dude, I understand you're nasty. I understand you could get all this money on the open market, but do you want to win? Like, this isn't the formula to winning. Now, I don't that's why I think, that, think that's why exactly why I think they're the new running backs because people are going to understand. Sure, the gap between Cup and MVS or Christian Kirk is big, but financially, it's not. The gap now between what Tyreek Hill is going to make versus a second round wide receiver, you could take, you could sign three All Pro linemen for the same price, and for that reason, it's going to become the new wave and. I, I really think it's one of those cases where sometimes the information hits you in the face. I tweeted this today. Look at Green Bay and Kansas City. Kansas City has gone to seven straight postseasons. Green Bay, we like to meth- joke around with them. They may become a fake franchise, but we have to acknowledge they're not at this current moment. Those franchises are literally saying, take our, take the top two wide receivers in the league away from our two-star quarterback. That is, they just screamed it to the masses. Take them from us because it's not worth it to pay them. And then... And the two teams that were involved in the Tyreek Hill trade. Right. And then you got Miami. The Jets and the Dolphins. You got Miami, the Jets, and then the Raiders who trade for Devontae. Giving up cap... Now, that's another huge factor. It's like, Abe, could I see a wide receiver getting signed for $30 million a year in the future? 
of course, but they probably shouldn't also be giving up capital to do so. That's where it makes it twice as bad. So very cool for Miami. Gives two weapons. It's a great opportunity to see if he's got it because you know what? You can move on. And with these guys, you can always get rid of them and restructure. It'll all work out fine. But I don't love the deal for Miami. If I'm the Chiefs, I think I got value just by opening up the cap and putting more resources around Pat. Yeah, I mean, Miami is now officially the destination next year for which veteran quarterback that's washed up wants to have a chance, one more chance. Right. So I see, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this now. Remember this take. Ryan Tannehill yep. will return to Miami after this season to be the Dolphins quarterback. That's your guy? He will. They'll have, I think, two first-round picks next year. They'll trade for Tannehill. It'll cost them, hmm, let's call it a third was what Matt Ryan went right. for. It'll call them Matt Ryan. They'll get two linemen. Did, did, this, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Did you see what Eagleson just wrote in the chat? That's not fair for the league. He's not saying what's, what's he's not, not saying if the Dolphins get Ryan Tannehill that that would be unfair. Did Eagleson just tell me that the Dol- did Eagleson just tell me the Dolphins are a Tannehill away? Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, Eagleson, well, I'll speak into existence for you. <laughs> but a Jimmy G, a Tannehill, the Dolphins will be that next destination for a veteran quarterback. Hey, we did it again. The tweet Who'd we got the tweets moving. The tweet is Moving and grooving. We got 62 retweets, 60 quotes, and 178 likes. Hey, clap it up. I couldn't do it without we're it. Gonna, we're going gonna to hit We're gonna hit one time where a, the player involved catches the tweet and be like, this is news to me, or something like that. And we're just going to break up a front office's relationship with that player. <laughs> oh, life is good. All right, Bobby Wagner is going to the Rams. Allegedly. No, no, no. Uh, whatever. They have mutual interests, and that's different than mutual disinterests, which the Panthers and Baker Mayfield have. So I think if anyone uses those online dating apps, Abe and I are in relationships. But look, if you swipe left on a girl and a girl swipes left on you, that's just mutual disinterest for everyone's understanding. Bobby Wagner and the Rams have mutual interests, which begs the question, does the cap exist or not? Abe, you say no? I mean, there it, there's so much maneuvering that can be done, like reconstructuring into signing bonus, which Try just that makes word again future pro- reconstructing. Okay. What I said. <laughs> reconstructuring. I don't know. I liked it. Sounds like yeah, a word. Could, could do. I mean, you didn't think imminent was a word, so <laughs> reconstructing, reconstruct, reconstructing, reconstructing, um, and converting salaries into signing bonuses. Which, when somebody does that, do they just? Uh, like agree to do it and then just get a direct deposit for $15 million. Sounds Is that fire. what that means? It, 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 I mean, Howie Roseman did it when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and it worked. It's like you, you re <laughs> now I'm in your head. You, re- you got the yips. A lot. You got the yips. Big time. You reconstruct somebody's contract. You can reconfigure. That's the okay. word. You reconfigure someone's contract. It just makes future salary cap problems in the future. And that's why the Eagles are paying Alshon Jeffrey next year, too. Is that really but the case? Us, yeah, we're paying Alshon Jeffrey next that's year. Amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like, why not? If we're paying, you come lace him up. Let's see what you got. You got it better than Rager. <laughs> um, the cap doesn't exist. But I wanted to make one more point about the, the Tua thing and just MB, NFL GMing in general. So the news broke this morning at, like, 11 a.m. Eastern or something that 
the Chiefs are giving permission for Tyreek's agent to seek a trade. And then it's like the Dolphins and the Jets right away have shown interest. How I want to go behind the scenes. Like, does every agent have a group chat with one plug from every team that's like, hey, we're allowed to, you're allowed to trade for him. And then they text separately offers. Like, how the fuck does 32, 30, like, if you're a team, let's say the Bears, fuck it. If you're the Bears and, um, if you find out through Twitter that the Jets and Dolphins are interested, like, are GMs texting agents the second they see Rappaport or Schefter's tweet? How do these teams find out that these guys are on the trade block? Yeah, do they have, like, so a private quickly. Twitter? Like, everyone's got this private Twitter. I don't know. Like, is there a Slack channel? And a, what's twice as in? interesting is the reason that Asian can seek a trade is because Tyreek's only going to want to go to a team who's going to give him that new contract. So And the agent wants the bag, too. Asian wants the bag, but then the team has to actually be okay with the comp. It's really like a three-way. It's a menage, and you know it. It always seems to work out. Menage, menage, toi, menage, toi, menage, toi, whatever. Uh, what you've been watching Emily in Paris or something? So the the what? thing with the cap, people say it doesn't exist. It does. It's like you said. You can reconstructure. You can reconfigure. But it, it clearly exists, and there's nothing more clear than the two top quarterbacks in the league giving up their two top playmakers for literally the salary cap. Yeah, the cap's like uh, bringing food and the candy into the movie theaters from your local 7-Eleven or Wawa. It's like there's a rule in place, and people do follow it, but there's ways around it, and it's not it, that hard. It's just the fact that they could have made Tyreek and Devontae fit but those GMs decided I'd rather have six quality players. And Miami's GM decided I'd rather sell a lot of jerseys, baby. Let's go. It's really funny. It's really funny. If you're the Chiefs GM and you realize, like, you know what? I can't be paying Tyreek Hill $30 million when I have to pay Patrick Mahomes half a billion. Um, is the first thing that comes to mind, which dumb fuck is going to do this? Has to be. And you, you pick the Jets and Dolphins as the first person you text. Hey, with three Ys, <laughs> comma, cheetah emoji, question. <laughs> like, that's how it has to go down. Like, like when people used to trade with the Texans, like, if someone became available, it's like, oh, Bill O'Brien, he'll do it. It's like, which dumb fuck can I fool to do yeah. this? It's like when the Eagles when the Eagles did it with uh, Chris Greer or anything to, to trade back and get Devontae, it's like, Someone's going to do a dumb move, and I just got to find the right one. And that's why I think, in a sense, going forward, smart GMs will not be paying Tyreek Hill money to other receivers, but there will always be a market because there will always be dumb people in this league. Agree. As long as, and speaking of keeping dumb people in this league, Dolphins Twitter is banging at the door to give Chris Greer an extension. Sign that man. is as well. Sign that that man. man. You know, he, Jack, he flipped like Waddle and a third for like Tyreek and a first or something. Crazy. Crazy. Whatever the hell. Unbelievable. He's really the GOAT GM. All right, let's move to the tourney. Thursday, the Sweet 16 begins. Friday, there will be a few more games as well. Saturday and Sunday, the Elite Eight. And then next weekend in New Orleans. Uh, Abe and I. Are going to propose by Abe. Abe wanted my money. We're going to. I thought Eagleson's in this now. And Eagleson. We're going to draft the remaining teams and the winner of the entire tournament. Wow. Kyrie cleared on Thursday. 
I sourced that, baby. Should Wait, I- he can play home games? He can play home games. I feel like I got to bring up my Kyrie tweet and say, because uh, I kind of had that early, no? Let's see what I had. Oh, wow. Sources, Barclays and the Nets will most likely lift the mandate, allowing Kyrie to play at home as soon as March 13th. So this is 10 days later. The process took longer than expected, but... Nah, I don't think you need that. You already knocked off one source today. But the, I thought that was going to give me more... That was going to give me more credibility. So just quote tweet it and say, told you, motherfucker. I was going to say, Kyrie is free. Something like that. Kyrie is free. Birthday gift for Kyrie. Birthday gift for Kyrie. Birthday gift uh, for Kyrie. All right. So we're going to draft the 16 teams. Abe originally proposed that we gift Eagleson St. Peter's. I propose, because Abe requested first pick, that we give Eagleson Gonzaga. No, I didn't request first pick. I just tried to think of a way that we could make it fair. And I was like, well, Tyreek just happened. Why don't we do reverse order of oh, our Eagleson's football team in Super the draft? I thought we each get five and uh, we'll give Eagleson the extra left leg. Okay. All right. Well, then let's wait till till the end to do the draft once we get Eagleson involved. I thought it was just us two drafting and we are making it a little intriguing by giving him a free roll and uh, playing. All right. We'll do that. All right. Sorry, Eagleson. So you want to give him a free roll, or you want to? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to give him Gonzaga or St. Peter's? I'll give him the Zags. Okay. It's never their year. All right, Eagleson, you will get Gonzaga, and then Abe and I will draft. You can go first. I'll take second, third. I'll go first. You take second. I don't care as long as Gonzaga's off the board. Standard, you. If you listen to this podcast, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll let you go first. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to pick them first. Triple down. I'm not going to tri- triple down. I'm not going to triple down. My pick is I'm going to take Kansas first overall. Eagleson, please write this down. I'm going Kansas. I am going to take Jack's Boilermakers. All right, that's Purdue. fucked up. You just said you're not going to take them. <laughs> I was going to take him next round. Oh, well, I mean, that's just smart drafting. They're the highest spread of the weekend to move yeah. on. I'm going to take Jack's Boilermakers, and I'll take uh, – let's take the Philly school. Let's take Villanova. Ooh, okay. All right. I'm going to go with an interesting strategy by me here. I'm going to go Arizona and Houston. Oh, 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 oh. Isn't it just I get two and then it's just Oh, you want to go one-on-one one 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 here? Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. If that's the case, I'm going to go with UCLA. She just moved to Ugh. Dirty Ooh, pick. I didn't want that. Can I go back? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. I'm going to go... I'm going to go the Dukies. That's who I wanted. All right, I'm going to go Tech. I'll take Tech in that situation. Okay. I'm going to... I have Villanova. Uh, Still a one seed on the board. Yeah, give me, give me the Wildcats. Okay. Give me the Zona. I'll take the two Wildcats in the South region. I'm, Villanova and I'm going to go with Houston. So I, my belief was that Houston's going to beat Arizona this weekend. So I wanted to let Abe okay. grab Fair. the Cats. So right now I've sure. got Kansas, Houston, Tech, and UCLA. And I've got Purdue. And I've got 
Purdue, Duke, Duke, Arizona, Villanova. My pick. Right. Your turn. You have Kansas. I do. Give me the U. The U. Okay, I like the U. I will go with the UNC. Another matchup for me, mm. but I like. So you're eliminating yourself this weekend. Yep. You have Tech. I do. Okay, so I've got one in the Midwest, two in the South, one in the West, two in the East. Uh, hmm. Give me Arkansas. All right, Abe takes Arkansas. I will go with Iowa State. And so Abe has a selection between Providence Providence or St. and St. Peter's. And you get the one that I don't. Uh, well, I was just going to leave St. Peter's up into the abyss or maybe give it to Eagleson because it's an odd number with him having a team. So give him a Zaga and St. Peter's. You take Providence, and I think we're all good. Mm, nah, I'll take St. Peter's. He can have Providence and Gonzaga. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a Because I got him playing Purdue, yeah, so I want to lock someone into the Elite Exactly. Eight. So we'll have guaranteed in that Eastern bracket. Is there a team that you've seen in the tournament that you do have confidence in that you really think, you know, you went... No. Oh, wait, did anyone take Michigan? No. Shoddy? Uh, you can have Michigan. That almost guarantees you, you have a Saint, Final Four. You can have St. Peter's. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So, yeah. Is, did anyone take Iowa State? I took Iowa State. Is there anyone, Abe, that you're, you've watched the first two rounds, you're like, this is it, or this isn't it? Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm really confident in Duke this year for the sole reason that, and by this year I mean the last week. Um, Paolo has just shown me that, one, he should be the first overall pick in the draft. Yep. Two, he's a bona fide, just cold-blooded stud. Solely, like, you had Jalen Suggs. Last year, I have that type of vibe with him. Just like he's going to be a killer when it counts. And out of all the team, <clears throat> out of all the teams remaining, I'm looking for one killer that I'll take in the final two minutes of a game in college. And right now, that's on Duke with Paolo. They're young. They're inconsistent. That is where. That's the thing, Jack. All these teams are young. They're all college. They, kids. Yes, but there's. You know the difference between 18 and 21. When I was a senior in college, I was dumb. But my God, for, like think about Eagleson. You know. I think Eagleson might be the smartest person on this podcast. That's fair. That's fair. Too. It's, all, it's all relative. But... What is Eagleson sending? Our, oh, he's sending the uh, the rankings. Okay. Good boy. I, um, Good boy. I unfortunately still like have Purdue money, but... After the first two rounds, I'm like almost positive they're not winning at all, which is a shitty feeling. And they play St. Peter's. But who knows? So we should get to the final four. That's fine. Get to that final four. Anything can happen, and we're we're good at that point. So that's our draft. That's our chat on the NFL. We're going to take a quick break. Kyrie Irving is clear. We're going to talk NBA after the break. And here from Eagleson, we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, fam, we are back. And so was Trey Young at Madison Square Garden. You got to start calling him daddy. Oh, my goodness. What he did to Taj Gibson, that's like, it should be illegal. You can't do that. That's an adult. You can't treat your elders I, like sh- that. I was going to say, well, who should be arrested? Trey Young or Tom Thibodeau? Thibodeau. 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 I say Thib. Can I get confirmation but on that? I, I say. Uh, Thibodeau, but apparently it's Tibbs. Or maybe yeah, it's I say Tibbs. I don't know. So at what point can we stop associating Madison Square Garden with the Mecca of basketball, the home of the New York Knicks, and associated with the Mecca of away players coming in and daddying the home team? So yes, that is a common theme. But also, you have to understand, that's also kind of related to how bad the Knicks team is, tends to be. What Trey Young is doing at MSG, this is a whole nother level. Like a whole different... He's not, he's not even hooping and just like doing his thing. He's hooping and then making sure that you know. Like, I hate his face for obvious reasons of last year, and so do you. He is just dogging guys at every chance he gets. The confidence he plays with in that building is one of the most ridiculous things. I mean, that was his best game of the entire whole drama. How would Knicks fans embrace Trey Young coming to the Knicks? If if you told me for forty one games a season he would drop forty five points, we'd take his ass in a minute. We don't like a lot of people are saying like the rivalry is fabricated. It's obviously less fun now that the Hawks are in the play and the Knicks are out of the playoffs. But like a rivalry that materialized from a four-one series. I mean, I'm sorry that you guys couldn't find any rivals after they beat your ass too. It Atlanta, New York, they kind of got you know interesting vibes. They make sense as a clash, but yeah, he went crazy on the Knicks, and it was it was it got to the point. You owe me twenty bucks for what? Telling me to hit Knicks live, and then I said hit Hawks live. Did I not? Yeah, but yeah, but who does that? Eh. Like you know, I'm not going. Of to. course, but I did tell you to take the Hawks live. I mean, things things are obvious when they're obvious. Regardless, what's less obvious is who's coming out of the Eastern Conference. I posted my th- wait less obvious. It's a little less obvious. Like that was a lock. Hawks would come back. No one's to each. Their no own. one's a lock in the East. My thoughts. If you didn't see them on Snap or Twitter, I said two contenders. You've got the Sixers, and you have the Bucks. Two wild cards. You've got Brooklyn now. Still a wild card, in my opinion, but a little more clarity on that front. And the Celtics. And then three cuties. You've got Cleveland, Chicago, and the Heat. Real quick, before we go back to the top, I don't know if my call on Chicago being a cutie 
has ever like of all the takes on this podcast has ever check we said it before we said it before game one of the season yes but like they were the one seat but the fact that they're owing that's what a cutie the fact that i actually think we're wrong i don't think they're no they're cute they're cute no check they're the five well now they are because of injuries but they're owing 15 against top teams in the east owing 15 against the top teams they're due they're due. Maybe they are due. But yeah, what do you think? Contenders start there. The only two contenders there are. It's the Sixers and the Bucks, and that's it. As of right now, they would match up in round two, but the two through four seed is separated by a half a game. That could easily change. Um, I'm at the point where, like in other years, when I was the one seed, we were the one seed, I cared about who the three and the four were for matchups in the second round. I've matured past that. I don't care what seed we are, we as the Sixers. I don't care who we play in round one. I don't care who we play in round two. Just get us there healthy, and I'll play anybody. But you should. That's how I feel. You should want to be two over three in theory. That extra home game. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the only reason. Yeah, I'd rather be two or four. Right. I, but I don't care. I don't really care at that point. Um, I think the Sixers have everything they need. But the issue at hand is they also have Doc Rivers. Um, now, Doc Rivers won a championship because he had three Hall of Famers on his roster. He has that now in Embiid, Harden, maybe Paul Millsap, maybe DeAndre Jordan, definitely Tyrese Maxey. Like, there are Hall of Famers there. Doc's our Achilles heel. It's just how much does it matter? I mean, Frank Vogel fucking won a championship. Like, I don't... Eh, a bubble, a bubble like, ring. It, the thing about the Sixers is there are holes on the... There's holes on every roster, right? 100%. Nobody has a perfect 15-man roster. Everyone has um, a weakness going into the playoffs. I think the depth issue with the Sixers is a little bit overblown. It's not necessarily how bad the depth is. It's the consistency. And I think that consistency doesn't factor in as much when Embiid, Harden, and Maxi are playing 44 minutes a game. Embiid and Harden have been, by all means, the number one duo in the league in every minute they've played together. It's just, will Doc fuck it up enough with the rotations to the point where it costs us a championship? I think the depth is overblown, the issues. I think we're fine with the guards, with the forwards. We need to find a bet. We have... How many fucking teams in the NBA do you know that have... Okay, well, obviously only one team has the best center in the NBA (laughs) in Embiid. But they have the best center in the league and still have five centers on the roster. And they're all incompetent. They're not. That's the thing. The two that won't get any tick, Paul Reed and Charles Basie, are being held hostage by Doc Rivers absolutely hating playing young guys. Like, Doc Rivers was forced to play Tyrese Maxey last year a little bit, and that's the only reason. If it was up to Doc, he would have... Doc's ideal roster is the Lakers because they're all 37 years you, old. Okay, then Doc and Tom Thibodeau should be just co-assistant coaches. Tom Thibodeau, Obi, he hates Obi. You watched the game yesterday. Who did he close the game with? Taj Gibson closed the game. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, with the Bucks, they're the reigning champs. You can't really say much about them, but in the same breath but in the same breath, a lot of shit went the Bucks way so in order much. for them to win a championship. 
And and don't get me wrong, that has to happen in any given year. Any single given year. Like in order for the Lakers to win that championship, there had to be a world pandemic and they had to go to the bubble. In order for the Heat to make it to the championship, there had to be a world pandemic and they had to go to the bubble. In order for the Bucks to win the championship, Philly needed to get upset and crazy. Kevin Durant's shoe was too big. Harden was hurt. Kyrie was hurt. Harden was hurt. Kyrie was hurt. And then they get the Suns in the finals, which I'm not going to talk shit on the Suns. But a lot of stuff broke their way. And that's why I was as sick to my stomach as I was last year after that Game 7 loss to the Hawks. One, because it lost to the fucking Hawks. Two, because you kind of looked at it as like, will the cards... I think actually there's a video on our Instagram of me saying this. Will the deck of cards ever... Will the stars ever align so perfectly like they did last year with injuries, with matchups, etc.? I said, and I think I said right after Game 7 on the hot mic... I, I don't think we'll ever win a championship. That changed because we got James but, Harden. But I think to your point and about the Bucks, things actually – now we have to see how the playoffs roll out, but it still was better opportunity for the Sixers last year. Now the players are better this year, but the opportunity – like imagine if you had Harden and beat like this current team with last year's opportunity. I mean it would be game over. You'd say this is easily going to happen. So – the Bucks, a lot of things went their way. I think, I think Boston really. I mean, slowly but surely, right? Oh, they're they're playing well. They're playing better. Their defense is good. Tatum's evolving. But then you look at the standings; they're tied up. It's not even like they're three games back and they're close. They're tied with the. They're Simpsons. literally tied with Philly. Is it disrespectful? Why aren't we all in on Boston? It's not like they don't have stars. Stephen A. Smith is all in on Boston. Okay, so that's um, why the reason that I the reason that I'm not all in on Boston is yeah the defense is great yeah they have Tatum yeah they have Jalen Brown. I see a lot of reliance on young and experienced guys when it matters late in the playoffs. Ah, see that's where I pump the brakes though. Al Horford's been there, and you have to remember Tatum and Brown have been. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have both played in playoff series later than the Philadelphia 76ers. So they do have that experience. Like Tatum was dunking on top of LeBron James in a conference finals. They've been there. They've seen it. And that's why I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I just realized I'll tell you why I don't view the Celtics as a true threat. I think they could are equally as likely to go to the Eastern conference finals as they are to lose in the first round. I'll put it that way. I agree totally with the wild card tag. When you look at who the – I understand they have an amazing defense. I understand people, for whatever reason, are fucking banging the door for Robert Williams to win Defensive Player of the Year. Whatever. Giannis and Bede. How are you going to stop them? You're not. You're not. You're just I, not. I actually would – I would go to Boston's defense here. I think a wall of, of Williams and Horford is actually like a decent – because even if the Sixers and Bucks play each other, it's not like Embiid or Giannis is stopping each other. It takes that effort. You throw that wall at them. And so Smart's a crazy defender. Jalen Brown's really good on the wing. I'm starting to talk myself in. But here's here's why they're a wild card more so than anything. You know for a fact you're going to need these things to happen. You can count on Tatum and Brown. You can actually, I think, count on Horford and Williams. Like You know what you're getting. Jesus Christ, Jack. You're drunk. No, no, no. You know what you're getting out of them. What makes them a wild card is... Yeah, you're either getting an okay game or a bad game. That's not true. But you're getting 
Will Grant Williams, who's been spectacular for them, who was quite possibly... Celtics fans hated this guy. Thought he should be off the team. He's shooting 40% from three. Things get tighter in the playoffs. Will he make those shots? Derek White, that's our boy. We love him. Can he be 14 points per game off the bench in the playoffs? Oh, I got to stop you. I got to stop you. We got a blue check that's... (laughs) Jordan Schultz, the Schultz... No. I don't know where, how, or why these DK Metcalf to Kansas City rumors started, but that's insane to me. Generational player and a true building block for the Seahawks. Guy's going to be one of the all-time I know. No, I know Schultz. I've been at his house. He's a good guy. He responded to me, or that was just a tweet himself? That was a tweet. Oh, well, Jordan. Also, I just got the text from our Nets fans. Jordan, you follow me, so you know where to find me. Anyways, I think the Celtics are a true wild card. I agree with you. The range is wide, but can we count on those role players to deliver in the playoffs? And first-year head coach, it just doesn't feel like this is the year what, that it happens. Here we go. What percent What percent chance do you give the Celtics to beat the Bucks in a seven-game series? 20%. What percent chance do you give the Celtics to beat the Sixers in a seven-game series? 30%. What percent chance would you have given the Atlanta Hawks to beat the 76ers before game one? I actually gave him a zero. I bet everything on Philly. I was so convinced that Philly was so I, no shit. Jack. Anyways, um, but Jack, you we've talking about the Eastern Conference. Where's the one seed? The one seed is down in the cutie category. I just don't see it happening. People saying, "Oh, this is the worst one seed of all time." People, can we recall like the if 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 uh, Brooklyn wasn't in the eight, like Miami sweeps Charlotte, they sweep. It's not like they're a bad team by any measure. They're just not really gonna get the job done over a seven game stretch. Now, could they luck box into Charlotte in their one eight? and Boston in their 1-4, and then have home court in the Eastern Conference Finals? Absolutely. And you know what? Maybe Embiid... But could they lose to Boston in that 1-4? For sure. Absolutely. But maybe, and maybe, you know, Embiid, knees, hammies... Shut up, shut up, Jack, and shut up. maybe Miami up. Shut up. wins that series. And really what I want to talk about is, what's going to happen in the West? Like, you're so convinced that the Eastern Conference is going to win it all. Who even comes out of the West that's good? It's not a conversation to me past Phoenix and Golden State. That's it. You've got Phoenix at the one right now, Golden State at the three. Phoenix is locked into the one. Golden State, barring anything crazy, is locked into the two or three. They won't meet until the conference finals. You're telling me Phoenix won't beat some combination, let's call it Minnesota and then Dallas with a healthy team? I mean, everyone's sucking off Luka and Dallas right now and Dinwiddie since the addition, but come on. You take the Suns in that series. So you got the Suns going against, we'll call it the Clippers, Timberwolves, Lakers, or Pelicans. Easy easy move on. Then against the Jazz or Mavericks. And then you got the Warriors going against Denver, which I think is a no-brainer. And then you have the Warriors going against Memphis, which scrappy, but young and not there yet. But, well, Memphis beat Golden State last year. I mean, just saying. In that play. Okay. So I think I think Golden State's. I don't think that Steph injury is just going to go away right away. They're really struggling. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Steph's hurt, bro. But I. It does sound like Chris oh. Paul's coming back. If Chris Paul's back and fully healthy, Phoenix is at Phoenix. They're a they're probably the best team in the in the league. They probably team wise, they're probably the best team in the league. 
Now, are they going to win every playoff series because of it? No. But, like, if you could build a team, my God. They're fun to watch. They're, they're, they're fun special. To watch. So, I think, you know what? I, I think people are sleeping on Phoenix. And then I'm. Does anyone really care who comes out of the West? I don't anymore. Nobody does. The more interesting conference is 1,000% the East. It's where the drama is. It's where the big stars are. The most interesting players, Durant, Kyrie, Embiid, Harden. Like the Western, the West is the NFC. Yeah. But still good teams that could win it all. So that yeah, is. Yeah, like Eagles. Sorry? Yeah, you heard me. Eagleson. So I don't have to hear an elongated explanation to why Jalen Hurts might be leading the team out of the conference. Big day for you. How are you feeling? Big day. Huge day. Amazing. Huge. Uh, the Leafs dropped those Justin Bieber sweaters and all yes, is well. They did. Um, yeah, and obviously the uh, the big trade. I mean, I had a few points to talk about from what you guys said. Please, uh, please. Uh, I mean, well, can, I, can we start with one point? Can sure. we start with the whole Tannehill thing? Can you <laughs> yeah. elaborate on that? Like, I, I was half joking, but... That's like, the problem. You were half serious as well. <laughs> yeah. I, like he's a better he's a better quarterback than Tua, so I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> so if they had any kind of success, then that should only make them better. But yes, like I'm I'm mostly joking with that. Um, you guys were right. I've never been so excited to play Madden before in my life. <laughs> like e- every year, the Dolphins have been terrible. They suck in Madden. Like it's terrible to use them, but I'm very excited to do that now. You gonna customize your Ask Madden to just bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen? more likely than not yeah there's been worse plans like just bubble screen to two of the fastest guys in the league and hope they can house it yeah. there's been worse plans like to try and trade for Carson Wentz and think you can contend <laughs> so I'll give you that um yeah in terms of the actual trade I didn't have a problem with the picks those things are lottery tickets like honestly I don't think that's b- that big of a deal um the only thing that bothered me was obviously the the price tag the contract I think it was a bit much obviously we talked before the trade I think they would have been better off putting that money into another lineman like Treader another linebacker like Wagner I thought like honestly that might make the overall team better after it but I guess like I can't be too upset with this like he's one of the best receivers in the league and like I've, I've never been this excited to actually watch the Dolphins either like going into the actual season there's go. never been this much excitement before. we got him so, like, we got him he's in I mean how many I mean has Teddy Bridgewater ever had these types of weapons in his no, career he, like I, I don't think he has so who knows who knows I'm, uh, yeah, just overall, I'm excited. Like, I know they may be overpaid, but, like, Armstead, one of the best tackles in the league. Like, he's going to help two out. Like, I left don't tackle. Left tackle. They still for need to figure out. A, for a lefty. Right. They still need to figure out the right side of the line. Someone but. told me Tua likes to roll out that way anyway, so they're sh- probably fine. Let the pressure, <laughs> let the pressure come, and he'll just roll out behind Armstead. It sounds like a sound plan, honestly. <laughs> they definitely do need to figure out the right side of the line. Get one more guy. So but, who is your yeah, line real quick? Sense. Because it was it was actually the worst one ever last year. So you got Armstead. Yeah. You stopgapped yeah, it with so Connor Arms- Williams. Ar- Ar- Armstead stinks. left tackle. It's going to be Williams left guard most likely. And then center, hopefully they sign somebody. But Michael Dieter is the guy's name. Okay. Then guard. Sounds like probably, my high school history teacher. Could, could be Robert Hunt. And then uh, right tackle is going to be Liam Eichenberg most likely, who they drafted last year. Sounds like my rabbi. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he got drafted last year, but got hurt and didn't really play that much. It sounds like you have a great head on your shoulders. You're excited to just watch entertaining football. Yes, you're I'm not excited to excited watch to, and an entertaining. You're not excited offense. to compete in football games. I think they'll compete. Jack saying, "Yeah, yeah. It, he's 
maybe not today, March twenty third, but by season start. But by be- August, the third week in August, when there's when there's training camp videos, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I've already seen videos of Tua at practice throwing a seventy yard pass. So. <laughs> He, he can Jamarcus physically Russell do it, which is too. reassuring. Kyle Bowler did that from his game. knees, people. Come on. Pay respect to the GOAT, <laughs> the GOAT practice quarterback. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, you know, you got your guy. He happens to play wide receiver. Hey, guy. Your guy. Happy, I was going to like, say. Like, that's <laughs> the thing is he's taking up $30 million the cap, but he's going to touch the ball at maximum 10 times a game. At, at absolute max. Maximum? How are you getting the ball in his hands more? Three carries? Ten, like, I mean, McDaniel, he's a creative coach. I could see him I just thought of ways. I just thought of a dream scenario for all three of us. What's that? The Dolphins shut Jack and I up this year. Tua shuts Jack oh, and I up. Oh, my new Baker. Leads the, my new Baker. Leads the, leads the Dolphins to, a, I'll say, even say a playoff win. win. Wow. And then you are giving $60 million a year to Tua and Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Come on. No. I mean, that's There's, a, I mean, you, I, that's a look, win-win. Tua gets paid. Tua no, wins. No, no, Jack no, and I get to, no, get to no. wreck on I, you and I was and thinking Dean about for, this, too, like uh, that exact scenario, and I thought they're going to have to pay Tua after this year. I, there's nothing that he can do that would warrant him getting that big of a contract. What? Joe Even Burrow just took game, them. They still won't. What they like, they well, still the won't get him that much phone. money. No, 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 no. no. you're 18 years yeah. old and have never seen a playoff win. Yeah, correct. They build and statues. And you there's nothing this Eagleson, guy they, they, they would not. Okay, well, there's not. If they won a Super Bowl, then sure. But if they just go to a playoff game, they might. No, no, I don't if they win one. If they win one, he will get the max deal. Eagleson, there's a man that on the. Doesn't make sense. There's a man on the Knicks, Julius Randle. The Knicks yeah. fans wanted him cut. Literally, we didn't want asset just off the team. The year after, don't they want him cut now? Well, we're back there, but that proves my point. <laughs> he has one good year. The Knicks won not a series, one playoff game, max contract yeah. extension, back to being cut. That is the ideal scenario for Abe and I. Abe, I'm so happy. Uh-huh. I will be back in our group chat. I am Team Dolphins. Even at the Ravens' expense, win a game, give that man the bag. He's fantastic. He just needed weapons, coaching, O-line. Imagine, and then he just gets better and more you know, chemistry with his wide receivers. You can continue. Like, there is a chance that two players on the offensive side of the ball, none of which are on the offensive line, take up 30% of the Dolphins' cap after this year. Let that sink in. The cap, the cap keeps going it. up, right? <laughs> you, better, you better hope that Amazon... <laughs> Pays out the cahoots for this yeah. next TV deal. This uh, this NFL top shot better take the fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. All right, Eagles, so you got some hockey for us, too? I do have some hockey. All right. You know the deal. Yeah. What the puck? Puck drops. Three, two, one, go. All right, so the NHL trade deadline, it's passed, and it was pretty underwhelming the day of. A lot of deals happened in the days leading up to it, like the Geo trade to Toronto and Giroux to Florida. One trade I'll highlight from the day of was Flurry to Minnesota. Unlike Toronto, they had a goalie problem, but it looks like Flower's going to fix that for them. <laughs> Something else funny that happened during the trade deadline day. Evgeny Dadanov was traded to Anaheim from Vegas. That was all well and good at the beginning, but then it came out that when he signed his contract with Ottawa and then was traded to Vegas, he had a 10-team no-move clause within the contract he signed with Ottawa, and that obviously carries over to Vegas. And the Vegas general manager just didn't know about this no-move list, and he tried trading him to a team, Anaheim, that was on his no-move list. 
And after a few days of deliberation, the league actually voided the trade, and that just happened today. So kind of funny. They just lose out on a guy because Vegas doesn't know what he's doing. Um, I know you get you two already saw this, but the new Leafs jerseys in collaboration with Justin Bieber, they released one, maybe two new jerseys, depending on how you look at this. But the first one, it's a reversible jersey. I mean... What? what? God damn it, Jack. You weren't paying no, attention. No, I got it, it. I got it. I got it. I don't understand. I, I heard Ottawa. I don't want to hear about Ottawa. Why did he waste time with the salary cap bullshit? I wanted to hear about the Bieber jerseys. Are they for sale? They are. If the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, Jack and I will buy you a, a Leafs Bieber sweater. Cool. I like that. Did, did, you, did you fully understand what I was trying to say with the Ottawa Dadnoff thing? Eagleson, if you think I've ever paid attention to what the puck, you're out of your fucking <laughs> yeah, that was it was actually It was actually funny. Like, if this happened in the NBA, you guys would be talking. All right, so what happened real quick? All right, dumb it down yeah. for me. So, dumb it down for me. On, so, trade deadline, like, right before it happens, Vegas tries trading Dadanov to Anaheim. Prior to Dadanov being on Vegas, he was on Ottawa. And he signed a contract. Ottawa, Ottawa Vegas, Anaheim. Yes. And the, the, he signed a contract with Ottawa, and he had a, a no-move clause for 10 teams. Is it? You can like decide Hold the teams on. that you have the no trade clause against. So then he got traded from Ottawa to Vegas, and then on deadline day, the Vegas GM tried trading him to Anaheim, but that was on his no move list. But the Vegas GM just didn't know this, so the trade went through, and everyone was like celebrating, whatever. It was fine, and then a few days later, the league was like, actually, no, and then they voided the trade, and then they're just kind of screwed, which is kind of funny, just because you'd expect the GM to know something like that. That's fair. The, I think that's. I think that should be in every sport, like a no trade clause, but for a certain amount of teams. Like I would just not get traded to pretty yeah. much anywhere cold. Yeah, but guys it's do like, that. It's like below the I'm gonna, equator. If you can trade me to Miami or L.A., and then everyone's off yeah. limits. <laughs> the Falcons just did something similar. They there's compensatory picks, obviously, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I got distracted. Your Set lights started. are you are you podcasting in pitch dark right now? <laughs> Anyways, the zero dark thirty mode. It's almost playing tournament. The the Falcons were going to get a third and a fourth round pick for losing two of their players, and then because they signed Mariota and like a free agent linebacker for a one year deal, they lost out on those picks. So more income. Wait, what type of picks? Comp comp picks. You get comped picks. It's like. What are they? Uh, what's comp short for? Sorry, can you explain? Compensatory. Comp. Compensatory. Do you even know what it is? Compen- what is? It? Yeah, it's comp. <laughs> compensatory. Compensatory. Okay. Yeah, comp. Compen. Whatever. Anyways, I hear you. Eagleson. Now the Bieber part. What's the deal? Yeah. He's so like the face the- of the league. I heard. <laughs> this is like the most the face of like, the Leafs. Triple A shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So I guess they release these jerseys, and it kind of makes it even more comical because it's a reversible jersey. Like you know how there's the blue, oh, that's fire. There's, there's like the blue one, and there's the yellow one. The Leafs are literally wearing gym pennies. Literally, like yeah, that's why I said like it's either one or two jerseys depending on how you want to look at it. You can flip the other one inside out, and there you go, you got another one. Is Bieber like a diehard Leafs fan? Diehard. He you see him at a bunch of games. He used to what? You see him at he's at like a diehard Leafs fan. You see him at games all the time. He's best friends with Matthews Marner. 
some of the guys from the team. That's a nice celeb. That's a nice celeb yeah. uh, fan. You guys. Got yeah, it? but people people tell me that like the Drake thing works for the Raptors because people aren't like that big at iHearts. But with Bieber, they like don't really care that he's because they care so much about the Leafs that it's like, all right, cool. And they, it kind of becomes about Bieber, like with these jerseys, for example. And they're pretty much like, we don't even need that. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, no, like that 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 is pretty accurate. I think I maybe care more about it just because I'm younger, but like that's about it. You're pretty much right. Most other older Leafs fans, they could care less, and it's more of a distraction seeing Bieber promoted so much with the team like that. Yeah, well, Bieber's all in. Eagleson's all in. Eagleson's yep. all in on the Dolphins. He's all yes, in in sir. sports again. Abe's in on this. Are you all in on anything, Jack? Purdue. 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 Right. Purdue I'm all in on <laughs> figuratively and literally. Who am I all in on? Zach? Oh, Texas football. I'm I'm all in on. If you saw, where are you? Yeah, final. We thoughts. don't have time for that. Eagles and final thoughts. Thumbs up. The Miami. Yeah. You know what? I'll throw them up too, Jack. No, 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 I'm not necessarily rooting for the for the Fins. More Tua. More Tua. Can we make that the outro song? The Miami Dolphins. Miami has the Dolphins, the oh, greatest football team. team. They take the ball from the goal to the twenty yard and then punt it every time. <laughs> Snapback fam, have a great March Madness weekend. Much love. Peace.